Christy, you ranted about how bad a mood you're in. Now you're not going to talk. Now that the recording has been started. Is that what's happening now? Are we going to? No, I'm starting my own back up. Should I start <laughs> in on you right now so that everybody knows you're in a bad mood right now? <laughs> I figure that's Christy, what I do. Cranky pants, everybody. Christy. Cranky. Yeah. Cranky pants today. Nobody's going to want to listen to me tonight. I'm so it's, sorry. Uh, that's how you start a podcast. Nobody's going to want to listen to You this. don't want to listen to this. It's going to be garbage. It's going to be garbage. Actually, I hope it's good, but you know, why we're know. talking about your movie, whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> sure. Uh, we'll go with that. So that's enough preamble because Christy's getting real hostile here. So welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to Dance Robot Dance. We are going to have a packed house tonight. We're going to get through the news first. We will be joined by a guest after that happens. But I'm Mark for now. <laughs> I guess for now. I don't know what the fuck's going on. We mark prime later. Yeah, we mark prime later. And then uh, Tim's here, obviously. Hi, everybody. Uh, and then Christy's here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> eating and drinking wine. Goddamn and- ray of sunshine. So my uh, <laughs> my usual question about, like, how's it going, everybody? Like, should I skip that and just, like, get right to the news then? Is that what we want to do? So that, or do you want to rant? Like, are you feeling the need to rant, Christy? Nah. All right. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Yeah, pretty good. Middle of the week. Don't know really how the week's going to end. I don't uh, know. That was nebulous. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to murder somebody. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> Tim's having weird thoughts. Good. Christy's not talking. No, I'm fine. I'm good. Mark's My mark is, I think, almost ready. And then good. All right. Well, let's get to the news. Uh, we'll start off. I have to shout out. We've been talking about her, so I have to shout her out. Taylor Swift did good work this week. I will give her oh, yeah. props. She posted on Instagram uh, about the importance of voting in Tennessee and caused a giant uh, surge of voters uh, to register Yay. in that state. So She did. Yeah, like hundreds of thousands or something like that uh, yeah, voters so. registered, which is awesome because youth vote, anything besides old white man vote usually swings uh, Democrat, so yeah, <laughs> be ideal at this point. I think that's the only reason I wanted to bring it up is because I don't care for Taylor Swift, but you did good. I know she listens to the show and cares. What yeah, I exactly. Think, obviously, yeah, definitely. Uh, Long time listener. Long time listener. Taylor yeah, Swift, absolutely. <laughs> My biggest fan uh, is Taylor Swift. Like Tay Tay. Yeah, yeah. That's it right there. All right, we'll we'll move on to the real news. Want you Tay Tay? You know. Christy, stop doing it to yourself. Stop bringing up the things that enrage you yourself. I was just listening to like our last couple episodes today, and you just keep doing that shit. Keep triggering yourself. You're the worst millennial. (laughs) You're both millennials. We are. Mm, All right. We're like Xennials, depending on how you look at it. Depending on the definition that you follow. We're like very tail end of millennials. Well, very early yeah. millennials. Yeah, tail end gen. Yeah, we were, we were millennials. We were millennials before it was cool. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much so. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I'm just going to keep going through this stuff because you guys are just out of control already tonight. <laughs> I'm not that interested in keeping you on the rails. So there you go. Disney's 20th Century Fox bio could close by January 1st. That's the first news thing, which is exciting. Hey. Yeah, and fast. I was expecting it to not like to take longer. I think everybody was expecting yeah. it to take longer. But. It's already yeah. been pretty drug out, but yeah, but it's yeah. already like it's, been, it's approved it's been, by the board and approved by the SEC. So I guess good to go. Yeah, that was the, that was the big one that I think everybody was kind of watching was the SEC one. 
Yeah. I'm just so. mad. I'm mad because it's late and Wolverine is dead. <laughs> so why are we even doing this? <laughs> Christy, there's 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 such a thing as like time travel and also comic book characters never stay dead. It so. won't be Hugh. It'll be, it could be it could be somebody new that is just as good. You don't know. It's I don't know. I can't I can't get that upset about it. I'm on my third Spider Man and like my eighteenth Batman, so like guess yeah. what? New Wolverine? All right, here we go. It was gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna I was absolutely gonna happen. And if you'd finally watched the fucking movie, you'd have that you went out on an amazing note. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, speaking of going out on a note, I'm not sure if it's amazing or not. James Gunn, who has now left obviously Marvel and uh, has moved over apparently to DC and is in talks to write and direct the next Suicide Squad movie. I think that was confirmed today, actually. That was it uh, confirmed? Oh, it is. Yeah, I've seen. I'm seeing yeah. confirmed. So that's while well, the writing is confirmed. I don't know about the directing yet. I haven't seen anything about directing, but yeah. either way, that's a big get for DC if they can, you know, not get in their own fucking way and let him do a job on it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And as my uh, as my as Jason commented on our Facebook post for it, like I feel like there's definitely some like tonal similarities between like suicide squad and guardians of the galaxy like it's yep. you know they're both like this sort of team of ruffians kind of thing yeah. so uh gun's already shown that he can write a team like that really well so i am very optimistic about this yeah and uh it sounds like batista's already on board so yeah cool. <laughs> yeah batista apparently is just fucking james gunn's biggest fanboy now yeah he just like this guy made me famous in movies i will do anything for him i will pause it uh casting for you though like do you, can you not see him as Bane? Like a really good Bane? Bane, the other ones I've seen were uh, King Shark. Yeah, I don't want to see him all w- made up. I want him to actually be able to act. So I think Bane would be perfect for him. Mm. I so, would have anyway. the Oculus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's always Tom Hardy. None of us, I don't know if any of us have actually seen Venom yet. I am planning to do that at some point this week. I have not got around to it. But it did open huge. 205.2 million global opening weekend. It did pretty well, and there seems to be a disconnect. Like, critically, it's doing terribly, but yeah. fan reception has been, I won't say, like, glowing, but has been trending positive, I've seen, yeah, from what yeah, I've yeah. seen. Yeah. It's been, like, it's more like, eh, it's all right, I guess. It's been, like, what Better I've seen. than we were expecting, which Yeah, which was not much. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something. I do, I will, I gotta go see it. I figure, like, it's our responsibility as a nerd podcast to get out there and see it, even if I'm not looking forward to it, so. Yeah, I'm out of town next week for work, and I'm not going anywhere, like, super exciting, so I think I'm probably gonna try and catch it while I'm out, out of town. Yeah, I should be, I should be pretty free and, like, feeling normal again this weekend, so I'm, I'll probably get out of the house and go do that, mm. so. Yay. Um, Microsoft has announced that their, uh, they have their Xbox streaming service will be coming to all kinds okay. of mobile thingies. X cloud. Yeah. Project X cloud. So I guess that'll be their streaming service going forward, which is interesting. Cause it looks like they're trying to push like full Xbox games through streaming, which is, that's quite the feat if you have the bandwidth to pull it off. So. Yeah. So like, what, what does that mean? Like basically everything would be getting rendered server side and then you're basically just getting the video stream. I, I think it's something akin to that, but I don't I don't know exactly. Like, I don't know the details on how all this gaming streaming stuff. A lot of what they do now, because like Sony's got their rental service that kind of does that, but like Microsoft's like quasi rental service Game Pass is like a download thing. Like you download yeah, yeah. the game as a rental. Yeah. With this, like the xCloud stuff is f- like from what I understand, it is. Yeah, it is like server side does most of the processing work that huh. sends it like out. I mean, I guess it's just latency. Yeah, that seems cool kind of because it's like democratizing, right? Like it means that yeah. you could play 
basically any game, like even if it's something that exceeds the capabilities of the console or the computer or whatever that you're trying to play it on, then you could still play it because it would be rendered server side. But yes, the latency would have to be fucking like insane for unless it was like, I guess it was like an adventure game or something like that where like timing isn't crucial. It wouldn't be as bad, but. Yeah, the kinds of games I like would not be fun on that kind of service, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like swinging around as Spider-Man. Batman Arkham, yeah, Fuck. or something like that, or like any any FPS or something would just be terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I guess we'll see. I would, there was a story a couple weeks ago that I just saw, like on Reddit, that Google was also testing, like just straight up playing games in Chrome, like over the internet, kind of thing, but like mm-hmm. running like console style, like high end PC games through the browser and. Can you imagine how much fucking memory Chrome would take if it did that? I don't know. It, it eats. I have 32 like, gigs of RAM in this fucking machine, and it eats up half of it every time yeah. I turn the damn thing on. So I don't know. And that's why. That's why I'm a holdout for uh, for Firefox. I, I I run both. Like I kind of have to at this point. So yeah. Anyway, this weekend was Jodie Whittaker's first episode of, of Doctor Who, which I watched. I haven't. Yet. You haven't watched it yet? I'm, no. I'm not sure. I'm assuming Christy hasn't seen it either. I enjoyed it. It's getting like blown up on the internet right now. Yeah. Uh, people are very excited about it. I thought it was good. Like I enjoyed it. I didn't. I wasn't like blown the fuck away. But yeah, I've seen generally positive response too. Yeah. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying like they're skipping that sort of like I hate this new doctor phase and going to like okay I'm here for this. No, I'm 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 still in like I, I need to feel. It's not even like hate. It's just like I don't know the new doctor yet, so I need to kind of like I need yeah. a couple episodes before I'm like I am in a hundred percent. Like I don't think I jumped in a hundred percent on any of the new doctors, like even Tennant or Capaldi, like both guys that I was kind of in for. Mm-hmm. And I still was like, yeah, I need a couple episodes to get used to this guy. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm not going to give her special treatment for whatever reason. It's just. Yeah, I'm like I'm curious to see how it keeps going. The story was good, so and she's got a lot of companions, like which I thought was interesting. She has a lot of companions. Yeah, she seems to have a whole team around her or something. Like yeah, that. There's, there's like a cadre of people around her in the first episode. And I'm not sure if any of them got left behind at the end or not. So it's like there was probably like four or five people that were kind of in the episode with her. So that's kind of cool. It was interesting. I has a chocolate frog, Christy. What was that? I has a chocolate frog. You has a chocolate frog. <laughs> I do. What's your card? And my card. Godric Gryffindor, who I don't think I have yet. Oh, cool. Do you have Helena Hufflepuff? Uh, I don't remember. I have her. How do you get them? Uh, this one was brought to us by some friends that went to uh, Universal. I would order them. Yeah. Sorry, moving on. Eh, no worries. You guys are nerding out about something else. That's fine. <laughs> um, the first of the Short Trek episodes came out this week. Uh, it was called Runaway. I watched it. I don't know if Tim probably hasn't watched it either. No, I, I need to. Um, they're not going to be as easy for me to access because i don't actually have cbs all access so i'll have to i'll have to go out of my way and find it guess what uh neither do i i found it pretty fucking easy <laughs> i'm sure i'll find it pretty soon yeah there was that they, they all they did there's a new spock too they've actually announced the actor who's playing spock i don't know if we've actually talked about that but he showed up bearded so yeah i did see that picture getting shared around today yeah so there's that who's the guy what's the guy's name it's not zachary quinto uh it's kind of a no-name guy i can't really remember ethan peck I think we talked about it at one point. Yeah. So whatever. I'm just curious when that show, like when that show comes back, the trailer was cool. So I'm kind of excited for it to come back. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott's doing a TV show. He's doing his directorable de- debut on a TNT sci-fi series uh, that will be coming out, I think next year, which is weird because I never thought I'd see the day where Ridley Scott like stopped doing film and went to like TV. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like we've, talked about a lot like the lines between film and tv are really blurred now like you can tell something really 
really cinematic in a TV setting. It basically, you know, where like the Netflix, so many Netflix shows are basically just like long movies and stuff like that. And yep. I'm a, yep. I, I wouldn't, I would be very surprised if this wasn't of that same ilk. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Especially with like Ridley Scott involved, I'm sure yeah. it'll be and apparently of high quality. It's called Raised by Wolves, and it's about two androids tasked with raising human children on a mysterious yeah. virgin planet. So it's a planet that has not been fucked. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about the new Batwoman costume? Did we talk no, we that, about that her? Was, yeah, that came out more recently. It looks it like fucking super comic accurate. It's uh it's almost cosplay y like to that point. Like it, yeah. it looks good. I like it. Yeah. It's not enough red like I want more red, but I mean, what are you gonna do? TV show. True. So and it's Ruby Rose in like skin tight lip. Well yeah, I mean like that's nice, but like I'm just saying like her there's not enough red on the costume is very black. Yeah. Compared to like the comic costume. And like part of the icono- iconography of that character is like all that popped red. Uh I guess there's some of them red. that are yeah, I think I think that is really close to one of the comic versions of Batwoman's character. Yeah. Uh, but maybe yeah. yeah there have been ones that have had more of that red and less black yeah i like the red but the costume looks fine and i'm excited to see that so that's kind of cool yep. um there was a first trailer for the new pet cemetery oh really um which i'm assuming yeah are you gonna watch the trailer for pet cemetery after freaking out at me about making you watch that movie this week <laughs> mm-hmm. okay should, should we do a christy christy watch let's do i haven't let's do a christy reacts let's, let's do you guys reacts i watched it before all right i just posted it in the Zencaster. Christy. Or the, the IO9 story, anyway. Yeah, Christy, you'll have to tell me. Count us down, Christy, to when you're ready to click play. All right, it's in Zencaster. Gizmodo. Ooh, I don't like that image. No, the, like, reanimated cat. All right. Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Ready? Are we starting? Go. All right. Three, two, one, go. Loading. There we go. I do really like the original Pet Cemetery. Trees. The book's good. I like the book a lot. I don't think I've. Oh, you said what I said. With. Uh... You're right. <laughs> it's not Boston. Why is the volume so low? Oh, there we are. Oh no! They've made it a little girl. This very much. Oh, that's spoopier. Fucking jump scares. This very much feels like Amityville horror so far. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Family gets a new house on a big plot of land. Lots of trees. Oh, man, they're really leaning into the Indian burial ground thing here. Yep. That's a sick beat. Uh, Creepy masks. I don't like it. Ooh, I don't like those either. Feels like, uh, yeah, the one feels like fucking Frank from Donnie Darko. Oh, John Lithgow. I do love John Lithgow. Me too. He's great. He's playing that role, like the 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 old guy Caretaker. role, the original. Yeah, yeah. poor cat. So it should be pretty good. Pretty good. He's pretty awesome in that kind of role. So that 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 kid drum noise made me like very uncomfortable by the end. Yeah. Oh no, kitty! Wasn't it? It was a dog. A dog was like the first haunted or reanimated uh, pet or whatever in the first one wasn't it it was a cat was it oh yeah the cat i think the cat was in the movie yeah Hmm. you should reread the book it's been a long time dun 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 sometimes dead is better Mm -hmm. that drum beat kind of reminds me of terminator 
Yeah. Which is funny considering it was the Terminator kid that was in the first Pet Cemetery. Dun, 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 dun. What was his name? I can't remember his name. I'm sure it will be three. Uh, Edward Furlong. Yeah, Edward Furlong. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think, Christy? I mean, with you guys chatting in the background, it's not. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, I got like two couple little things. So that news report we talked about last week for, uh, for that Star Wars TV show, The Mandalorian, uh, that alleges that both Taika Waititi and Bryce Dallas Howard will not only direct, but will also play minor roles in the show. So there's no details mm. on Howard's role, but Waititi has rumored, is rumored to voice a droid. Amazing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I just thought it was neat. So there is that. I don't think any of the droids in the Star Wars universe work properly. Like, I think they're all broken in some way. Like, you, yeah. I can't imagine Taika is going to be the first, like, main character droid that we get that is played straight. Yeah. Like, it's going to be another fucking, like, off-kilter, like, malfunctioning droid or some shit. Now with a New Zealand accent, no delay, which, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense in a galaxy far, far away. But, you know. All right. There, <laughs> I only saw this on io9, so I'm just mentioning it. But does Kurt Russell not look awesome as Santa Claus? You guys have to go look at I don't know what? what to think of that fucking movie. Yeah, there's a Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie that's happening, what? and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I don't know why, but like I've, I'm just like, it's Kurt Russell, so I'll probably watch it eventually, because like, he just plays awesome shit. But it's a Netflix movie, apparently. So. Oh, Kurt yeah, Russell. So, uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and like Netflix always has like, well, I guess I, I did like the, uh, the Bill Murray uh, Christmas special that yeah. Netflix did, but... Generally speaking, the Christmas selection on Netflix is hot fucking garbage. Yeah, it's abysmal. Yeah, yeah usually it's not. It's a, so great, it's a so. bunch of like fucking shitty, like made for Hallmark Channel movies and stuff like that. That fucking Christmas Prince movie or whatever that Rose McIver was in that everybody was like, oh my God, this is amazing. No, it was real bad. This is, this is the shit my sister watches all through like post Halloween. Like, Produced by Chris stuff. Columbus. Jesus. Yeah. So interesting i'm like i'm curious because like i like kurt russell so i guess we'll see and it's not like i gotta pay for it so it's true there you go speaking of things that i do not have to pay for i don't even know if i should do this story because it's probably just gonna infuriate christy but uh <laughs> netflix's wisher series has cast two of its most important female characters as she shut down i'm not actually looking at the camera right now so. theory and yennefer yeah have been so cast. priya allen into the badlands and anya Oh, Jesus. Chalatra. Chalatra. Chalatra will join Henry Cavill. Oops. As Siri and Yennefer <laughs> of Vengerberg. Vengerberg. Can you say that one more time? Who it is? The actress. Oh, the, the actresses? Freya Allen and Anya Chalatra. Who the hell are these people? I don't know, but they've, there's pictures of them here. I'll put them into our Zencaster so you can look at the pictures and, and potentially rage. They're in oh the eye. God, this story. isn't. Uh... They look. Well, you played. I mean, I have would, you played? They have like pictures of them, like right beside the. So right, yeah, no, but they have pictures of them, like right beside the. Characters. These are both. The, they're yeah. so young. Are they supposed to be his love interest? Not Siri. Yennefer is supposed to be. This is my problem. Okay. This is my problem. These are old, an older generation. I'm just. Oh my god, I'm so mad. I'm so mad right now. This I. I didn't think I could be more angry. I didn't think I could be more furious. I was like feeling good. I thought you guys fucking bring this up. What? What, Tim? It works. It works because if if you're if you think Henry Cavill's too young to play what's his name? Uh Geralt. And the and these ones are too maybe maybe it's secretly a prequel series. I don't want a prequel series. (laughs) I'm just mad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
great. Sorry, I brought that up. I didn't. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mark's messaging us. What did you? Why? What did you say? <laughs> Mark's three and a half hosting us. Yeah. <laughs> we triggered Christy with our Witcher news. I'm already triggered. I'm just a live trigger right now. I'm a live trigger. I'm just like, All right. a hair trigger. A hair trigger. Yeah. All right. Should we cut and have your boyfriend or fiance, I guess, join us? Yeah, and then, uh, or do we want to, are we good? you have anything else, Tim, you want to discuss? No? No, there was the first Omens trailer, but I didn't watch it, so we don't really have The first what? The f- there was the first Good Omens trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Good Omens trailer. But I didn't actually watch it, so. Uh, there was a thing about Variety, apparently. I just saw it on Twitter. There's a Secret Six show at CBS, apparently, happening. Secret Six, as in DC? As in, like, Secret Gail Simone, Six? like, Secret Six. Yeah, they're, they're tweeting at Gail Simone right now about it. Why the fuck oh, would that be on CBS? Don't, I don't fucking know. Oh, I guess, uh, no, they have Supergirl, so yeah, I guess that makes they sense. They did, they had Supergirl, they fucking kicked it off, it's on CW now, so like, mm-hmm. if they're gonna do the, is this just the way they're gonna do things? They're gonna start the show there, then CW's gonna pick it up? Because I stole my Constantine show back. Actually, that movie came out, by the way, that animated movie with him the doing Justice the voice. Justice League Dark one? No, 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 like the straight-up Constantine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's out, so. Nice. Awesome. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's pause, and we'll come back with... Uh, Mr. Bolton. What can you see when kids get cancer? Oh my God, so bad. (laughs) This is terrible. All right. So we're we're joined now by uh, Mr. Christy Bolton. How do I introduce you now? I don't know how to introduce you anymore. I've lost. Uh, The fiance. The fiance? So we'll just call you fiance. The other Mark. Yeah, we'll just call you. For the first time in quite a while. It has been a long time, actually. It's been a little while. I think, I think this is our friend, your first time on since we hit triple digits. Oh, no, oh that's right. Oh, no, he was on the, yeah, because you were on the Lord of the Rings episode we did. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. And I think that was the last one. Yeah. 16 episodes. Yep. Look at that. I can math. Oh, well, that's one of us anyway, because I was fucking lost there. All right, so we're back. We're recording. Let's do Geek of the Week, and then we can get to the meat. Geek of the Week. Week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. We'll start <laughs> with uh, we'll start with Mark because uh, he's a guest. Oh, thank you. Um, shit, I don't know what what that. Oh, I played Dragon Quest real hard. Yeah, tell them how like, you played Dragon like Quest hard. hard. Dragon Quested real hard. Tell them how you played real hard. Real hard? I just played it so much t- this week. It's it's ridiculous. How many hours are you in now? Ah, fuck. Let's put it this way: for a while, I was at ten hours last week. And then this week, I'm probably around 40. Hey, but nice. here's the thing. Nice. For a solid 15, 20 of those, he was watching Dragon Quest as it auto-played through a casino game. <laughs> what? He wasn't okay. even playing. It was on auto-play. So, Dragon Quest has a uh, casino, <laughs> casino area. And if you win, you get really good weapons. And you can just, like, demolish dudes. So I played the casino games until I won jackpots. So you just let it fucking go? Well, I let it ride, man. Just like at Casino Niagara. <laughs> but you didn't even press anything. He could let it go autoplay per hunt, like for a hundred spins. Yeah, but I have to be there for the hundred spin to restart it again. It was. I watched him from the corner of my <laughs> eye, just watching this for hours. <laughs> Hours. I think it bothered him. It bothered her more about about it because I just sat there and I watched it. I was fine with it. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, why wouldn't you just walk well, away and come back else. later? Read a book or like, you know, 
something. It was entertaining enough. I was watching that. I was enjoying it. It was good. All right. Well, that's uh, that is certainly a, like a geeky geek of the week. So it's kind of yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty sad. Uh, let's go to Christy because she's got that look, and she, she. I feel like there's a story coming. Yeah, I just I watched him frustrated as I played <laughs> on the couch next to him. So while he Which watched, I finished already. Yeah, you finished Spider Man, and he. I watched as he finished, and it spoiled everything, but it's fine. And that's okay. Mark spoiled some of it for you too. Yeah, so he did. It was a it was a joint uh, effort of spoiling. Joint Mark spoilage. That sounds like a gross sex act too. <laughs> What's that? Mark spoilage. Or like what happens when you fuck up like rolling a really sweet Yeah, joint. true. But what I did was I, uh, my geek of the week was not how much Piders, Spider-Man I played. Pidersman was too many Spider-Man. Pidersman. Pidersman. <laughs> does whatever a Spider-Man, Pidersman can. I can't even do it. Pider can. <laughs> I got so mad at one of the Taskmaster challenges, I almost threw, I did throw the controller. You did, and then I had to <laughs> light, <calm> down. <laughs> it was a mild Which one? Toss. Which Where one? Goddamn drone ones. Yep, that's when I did it too. Oh, you threw a controller? So Yo, I tossed it. Yeah, I gave yeah, her a toss. Just a little toss. Yeah. Just a little toss on yeah, the pillows. Toss. I'm not dumb enough to like throw through, it into a through the television. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I, there was there was a strategically placed pile of jeans like right at right yep. where my right hand would throw it, and that's where it went. So yep. it went right in the pile of jeans, <laughs> and I was like, I'm good. I didn't break an eighty dollar controller because I'm about to fucking put my TV out the window. Thank but nope. For validating my experience, because like, oh yeah, those drones. I can't. I am so fucking frustrated. Hot tip: You only need to get gold in one of them. You need to silver the other ones to clear out everything. So, like for the drones, you only need to get one gold in the drones and silvers on the other ones, and then you can get gold on everything else, which is way easier. And then you can clear out everything and still get your hundred percent okay. and your platinum. I'll do that. So damn. Because I, yeah, I, had to, I, cause I was like losing my shit on those drone I, things. Like I spent ooh. the last day, the last day I spent, I played the game. So the last two days I played the game were like eight hour stretches doing three drone challenges, and I could not beat any of them. And I finally went to the fourth one, which was supposed to be the easiest one. Hit it on the second try, and I was like, "Well, I'm done. I'm not doing the other ones. Fuck no. this. I got everything. I cleared it 100, <laughs> percent and I got the platinum. I'm done. Yeah, so." Uh yeah, those drone challenge. I'm with you. The drone challenges suck. suck. So there's like I got so close at one point, like oh, yeah. so close, and when I didn't get it, I was just like, Aah! I let out this scream because I was just so angry. I was like, fuck yeah. this, fuck it, yeah. fuck everything, fuck it, I can't fucking do this, fuck it, fuck. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying is that you've been cranky all week, not just irrationally. Today. So it's my period. <laughs> All right, gross. Uh, I was going to ask, but... <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to Tim, then. Guys, it's so hard. Uh, my geek of the week, probably that we decorated for Halloween on the weekend. So, this is, like, I mean, we decorate uh, maybe not quite as much for Halloween as you do for Christmas, but, like, ours is, like, definitely the most, always the most decorated house for Halloween on the block. And we bought, went to the Spirit, like, pop-up Halloween stores, and we bought, like, a new higher powered fog machine than the one that we currently have so now we have two fog machines the one we got is like a low-lying fog machine so nice. like it it like keeps the like a layer of mist on the ground kind of thing which i think is going to be pretty cool and hopefully won't set up set off our smoke alarms like the current <laughs> fog machine tends to we have to like tape like a bowl or something over our current smoke alarm because it's like hardwired to our security system so That's that hilarious. it won't like alert our security system that our house is burning down. It's amazing. We're having a Halloween party. Yeah. 
and I got like this animatronic spider that uh, is most like a motion sensor. So it like jumps at you when you walk past it and it like fucking like flings itself at you and Dude. fucking like it terrified me in the store. Like they have the little thing where it's like, here, step on this. And like it launched at me and I like, I, it startled me. So I was like, yep, we're getting one of those. Yeah, I would, you're that thing will last five seconds if it's on in the house when I'm around. Cause I will trash it. Like <laughs> it, it jumps at me. It's dead. Like I will kill it. <laughs> kill it dead. Yeah, I'm gonna. I know I'm, I'm gonna end up like scaring some little kid and feeling bad about yeah. it, but I don't really care. Yeah, well, I'm gonna you... go on the front porch. Like, yeah. they're gonna have to walk right past it to get to our front door and shit. Yeah, and it's gonna see a spider jump out of the mist at them. It's gonna be yeah. horrific. It's awesome. Yeah, put up like a bunch of like those cheap, cheapo like plastic like stretchy spider web things yeah. on the front porch and shit. So yeah, our house is looking pretty good right now. Nice, nice. I always wish like I had more inclination to decorate for halloween because it would be fun but i'm lazy and never do so my geek of the week what was my geek of the week oh so i finished wellington paranormal which i will not talk about in depth is it good because it is excellent you should you'll enjoy the shit out of it i watched i think i'm on like the fourth or fifth episode of it it's pretty good yeah so we should do an episode about it so i won't talk about that my actual geek of the week is the fact that i read the entire new Anne rice novel in three hours because it's real short and not very good but, well, has it has it been yeah. good since he laid off the sauce? No, no, it's been sad actually, and it's getting worse. So, uh, yeah, this was I don't know why I just I Ooh, yeah what? it was like fifteen. The new Anne Rice book came oh. out this weekend, and I plowed through it in like a day because haven't they gotten like really Christiany since since no, she, like, she gave up booze? No, she left. Oh God, it's so dumb. So she stopped doing the vampire books because she went back to the church, and then decided the church wasn't working for her because her son, I think it's her son is gay and they're against it or something like that. So she decided to leave the church again, which is when she started writing vampire books again and they're not very good, Oh dear! <laughs> but you know, I still read them cause why not? But that was my geek of the weeks that I, I plowed through it in three hours and was still just like, why did I read this? Like there was no point to it whatsoever. It's good. Good times. <laughs> All right. That brings us to the meat of the episode. I'm very excited for this. Meet of the episode. Roadside and covered meat. Oh, there it yeah, is. Yeah, good one, good one, good one. There it is. There <laughs> it is. All right, so I picked Hereditary for us to watch this week, and obviously that was a contentious decision, which I was not, <laughs> I was kind of expecting, but more from Christy than from Tim. Although I had an inkling Tim was going to be a horror snob, and not a horror snob as in like he's snobby about horrors. Just he's a snob about horror movies. I can be more than one thing. But he probably is a snob about horrors, but that's for the best because, you know, (laughs) clap and shit. You don't want to get that. That's not good. That's not good. So, yeah, I had the guys watch Hereditary and uh, apparently I've been outvoted and or not outvoted, but like I hated it so much that they wanted to bring Mark on so that I would at least have somebody who liked the movie as well. So (laughs) I think that's where we're at with this right now. Right. Is that where where we're we're sitting? Woof. I thought you liked it. Woof. (laughs) I liked it. Uh, terrified. Oh, yeah. She was terrified, but she liked it. Okay. All right. So let's start. High level. High level thoughts. We'll start with Christy and Mark, or at least Christy. And then we'll move to Tim's, maybe we'll say controversial thoughts. (laughs) So, Christy, what did you think? I thought you hit the nail on the head when you talked about outstanding performances. It was really, really, really amazing all around for just like the sheer acting in in the film. Tony Collette was phenomenal, but I actually really loved the son's portrayal. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a That's, lot he's, of it. He's the most dark horse yeah. on the movie. Uh, he's, he's excellent. Yeah. And the dad was also 
like just phenomenal. Really? I thought so. <laughs> Gabriel Burns always good. Yeah, he's always good. I I was really underwhelmed by Gabriel Burns' performance in particular, but all right. But yeah, I I thought the I thought at the end, you know, I I when it happened and we got to the ending and we saw the ending, I was kind of like, <laughs> oh, but okay, okay, that's kind of like. I found what was truly horrifying and what was the horror component of the movie, the strongest part of it, was the tension built by the two real relationships of the family and what grief can do to, and like tragedy can do to a family dynamic. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It was truly horrifying. Yeah, I will agree with, I will agree with you that. That that was the horror of the movie. It wasn't the supernatural. It wasn't the, you know, psychological mind freak of, you know, was everyone actually seeing what they were seeing? It was watching the steady unwinding of the just horrific events that have caused this family to come apart at the seams, quite literally. There you go. All right, Mark, what did you think? High level. Uh, fantastic. <clears throat> Tony Collette, honestly, I wish she. Has she been nominated for any Oscar? She has been nominated for an Oscar for The Sixth Sense uh, back in the day. She did not win, but so there is buzz again for and, this movie. Which is weird because she was she was good in that, but I don't think it was Oscar worthy. I think she's had... She was in The Sixth yeah, Sense? she was the mom in yeah, Sixth Sense. she was the mom. Oh. Yeah. I don't think she was Oscar worthy for that one, but she's a great actress, and I think this... Was it Sixth Sense? I thought it was something It was Sixth Sense. It was, a, it was supporting actress, though. I don't think it was... It wasn't like the... Oh. Movie, so... Fair enough, but she's amazing. I think this will finally solidify something a little bit more with her. She's she's known as a great actress, anyways. Yeah. But uh, she's phenomenal in this movie. Like the tension, the mood swings, like everything was dead on with her. And we were both surprised with the son. He was quite a good actor. And because of that, the family tension dynamic was great. It wasn't crazy with cinematography, but there's some really nice shots because they used the models played in with like the regular rooms. Yeah. And even when they went to a regular room without alluring to anything with a model, it still felt like a miniature almost. Like a dollhouse kind of thing, yeah. And I really like that about the film. Well, they, uh, I was reading a thing, or watching a thing, they actually built that whole, the house at the same time they built the miniatures with the miniature artists. So like they informed each other while they were designing the sets. Oh, that's and brilliant. So everything was like that, kind that, of that. built together at the same time. So it was like, yeah, the house bits of the miniature were like built exactly to spec of the what the, the rooms were being like the set was being built to. So they got to play with that a lot. That was very cool how that cinematography worked. Yeah, and I really liked how they went more for the dramatic aspect overall for this horror film. So when like when the losses happened, they felt really bad because they felt really real. But at the end, everything just sort of crashes and just goes a little bit nuts. And I kind of like that. Yeah, it almost reminded me of The Witch. But the witch was a very slow Sweet. burn all the way through. It's the same, same studio. Yeah, it's the same production company that made it. Oh, yeah. oh okay, this sort of makes sense then, right? A- so it was a slow burn, but then A twenty four is the same company. Yeah, I think the yeah. writer is the same, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that makes sense. But because uh, like, yeah, so they went for a slow burn, and then at the end, just sort of you know went crazy. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought the ending was interesting. The more I think about it, the more I I, I enjoy the ending actually. I, I don't want to give anything away, right? For yeah, the viewers, fair. but well, no, we're, we're, we are. We'll, no, be, we'll be spoiling. Spoiler. Yeah, we'll be spoiling. This movie. Oh, we're spoiling. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're just fair we're enough, we're, we're in the early day. We're in the early stages. We'll get to more in depth stuff later. So let's uh, let's move to Tim, and this is the one I'm curious to hear. So uh, I did not really enjoy it. I I feel like it was middling at best. My best sort of 
overview for it of how I feel about it is that it felt a bit like mainstream horror masquerading as indie horror to me. Uh, like it was like one of the paranormal activity movies that were like kind of dressed up in the trappings of an indie horror movie, but you could see straight through it kind of thing. It pushed limits of mainstream horror here and there, but just enough to like stand out from the other, like the other, like kind of haunting genre movies that have been like pretty popular the last five years or so. I thought it was overly long. It drug on for me. And it just, it tried to walk the line between too many genres. And in the end, it just fell short on all of them for me. Wow. Controversial. I'm actually surprised. Well, no, actually, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm the fucking horse now. Yeah, you totally are. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's because I've seen a lot of other stuff that, you know, is indie horror and that maybe hasn't been exposed as widely, didn't get like as wide release that I think does a lot of this stuff better, but just people don't know about it because it didn't get like the hype that this did. I feel like like what I liked about this was that it like you're right it does draw a lot from those indie horror but it puts the polish on it that like a lot of those movies kind of lack which is always Yeah. Yeah. Something I mean, it was kinda... produced well. I I'll say that much for it. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll take I'll take what little I could get from you tonight. So <laughs> And there were there were parts of it that I enjoyed. Like there were there were segments, there were sequences that I was like, "Okay, this is cool," but it just in the end felt like a fucking jumble. Like none of the stuff really fit together properly. All right. Well, we'll get into the, your grievances later. Cause we're just going to do this the way we usually do this, which is for now, <laughs> what did you guys like? So spoilers, but let's get into it. Christy, do you want to start us off again? Yeah, I really, again, I really like the performances. I, I thought that the pacing of the film was pretty phenomenal. I liked that. Not all the questions were answered outright. Yeah. Though I thought there were some things that they might have like given us a little bit more on, like the mother. But I think I also kind of liked that it was left a bit ambiguous about how she became who she was in this cult. Like why there was something in their bloodline that caused them to be Haman's chosen heirs. But the whole thing was at the very beginning, Tony Collette talks about how her mother was this incredibly mysterious woman and that she felt wrong standing at the front of the group of people who she didn't like know she didn't know any of them uh talking about this woman who she never knew and never understood and i thought they played the effect of mental illness on a family pretty well mm. up until it became that they were all you know being possessed by demons but i i also just thought that it was it was pretty traumatic and they did a really good job of showing the trauma of what it was like for the son to kill his little sister yeah. Who like he obviously loved but struggled with, and then to see her like having the anaphylactic shock and literally like losing her head and him just driving away and not even getting the head because he's in like that was such shock, yeah, a brilliantly played scene yep. because you're sitting there waiting just as much as he is to see what he's gonna do, and the fact that like he just crawls into bed and just like doesn't like respond yeah that was that was my favorite sequence of the whole movie uh overall was that that whole sequence of events i thought was the part that did best and then yeah and then like you watch him get more ragged and like just devastated as the film goes on because nobody deals with it and it was just it was it was haunting it was a haunting experience and the fact that like you have no idea how much the grandmother actually told Charlie, you know, like you have no idea what 
secrets she knew because the grandmother actually really wanted to take a, it was a Zach? I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, it's Alex, I think. Alex, yeah. Or maybe that's the actor's How, name. Yeah. Um, let me look up hereditary. The son? Yeah. The son's character name was Peter. Yeah, it's Peter. Peter. Alex, Alex is the, uh, yeah, it is the actor's name. Sorry. Anyway, I thought it was pretty interesting that like we hear this small little section where Tony Collette's talking about how she would never let her grandmother have Peter because I think deep down she knew that there was something wrong with her mother wanting boys because like the grandmother had been putting trying to put spirits inside of her son who committed suicide so they lost their initial male vessel. Yeah. And then to learn that the mother like Tony Collette's character was totally fine with her mother Annie was fine with her mother having Charlie and like how the grandmother wanted to feed Charlie and like used her own breasts to you know, feed the baby. Yeah, it was and fucking weird. Yeah. It was fucking weird. But it was the kind of weird that you're like, whoa. And you're kind of engrossed into being like, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that they did that well. I th- they played with tension very, very well. And it was very good throughout the movie. I have an actual question for the two of you. Okay. Um, did you guys watch it together? You and Mark? We did. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was she like during that sequence? Like the sequence? Like this is what I was curious about more than anything was how did Christy react yeah like that whole sequence like how does she react to that because i was like expecting angry text messages and got nothing so honestly not as bad as you think she made that that face when she gets like sort of like disturbed can you do it right now <laughs> no <laughs> just a... good visual bits right? <laughs> and uh and then uh that was it okay i called it too oh yeah, yeah as soon as the kid put her head out the window was trying to breathe I said to Marco, she's going to get decapitated. And it was the sound. It was the, it was the same sound she made with her mouth all the time. The yeah. yeah. The I, I think yeah. he reacted more when they showed the actual head, like when it was crawling yeah. the pants. That was, yeah, that was pretty rare. I yeah. thought that was fucking gratuitous. Like that it didn't was. fit with the tone of the movie for me. Oh, it totally did. did, man. Look at the end when she's like sawing her head off. It was like a small little scene to show you how gruesome this movie would be at the end. Yeah, that was, that was like that was like shock. I thought it was actually well done, and that it was a few seconds. No, that was like shock horror to me. Rather, it than was only that. a few seconds. It it was it felt like a fucking scene from Saw rather than a scene from like a psychological horror. No, movie. I don't think so. I think they used it well because later on the ants come into play again. Yeah, yeah, and I think that it was like that. You know, it was only on screen for like two, three seconds max. It wasn't like this drawn out thing. It was just like, bomb, bomb, bomb. I don't know, man. That first time it's on screen, it feels like it, it's on screen for fucking eternity. Like, when I, the first time I watched it, when it popped up there, I was like, I mean, I was super big, but I was like, why will they not get this fucking shot off my screen already? Like, please. <laughs> I, I, I do believe Second. it was on for Second. a little little longer than maybe it should have been, but yeah. I think it was for, in context for But it worked, it worked really well for me. Like, that, that was, like, that whole, that sequence from, like, and that's, like, my favorite part of the movie is, like, from the, like, the denouement of like him leave, them leaving the party and her getting decapitated, but like like the family's reaction to it, it was like yeah. that was the one part where like I was, I was yeah I was so tense yeah. like that, that was the time. one part where I was like pretty invested yeah. in it. Well, I think that's what they wanted, right? It was to get you right there. Yeah, and that's and that's where they grabbed me, and like I I stayed grabbed on like our my illustrious co-host here, obviously. So <laughs> I was in like from the start of the movie. So yeah, I was too. As soon as soon as I knew it was Tony Collette too, I've always yeah. liked her as an actress. Yeah, well, everything she touches is gold, in my opinion. Yeah, and I was like, I'm, I'm fond of uh, Gabriel Byrne too. So like when he, sh- like when the two of them were like kind of the leads, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then the son's really good. I like the daughter too. Like it's funny watching. Oh, it was fantastic. 
have you seen the interviews with her? She's like the sweetest, nicest little girl like ever. Well, she was the Matilda on, the, on yeah. Broadway, wasn't she? Broadway. Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah, she's super cute, but man, was she creepy and great. In yeah. film. Like, she has perfect amount of creepiness. It's that her head looks too big for her body in like a little bit of a strange way. Yeah. Yeah, she's got like a weird proportion kind of thing going on, which kind of adds to the character. So, I don't know. I was, I thought she yeah. was very and effective. They just made her so frumpy. Yeah. Well, like the hoodies on top of hoodies and stuff like that, so they could. Yeah, and that she's always like working with creepy toys while eating chocolate, yeah. cutting yeah. heads off of. It was like, she didn't blink. Did you guys notice that she never blinked? Yeah, that was yeah, that was intentional apparently because the uh, yeah. the the backstory there is that like she's apparently been possessed by the demon since childhood. Yeah. Like, yeah. So since birth. Yeah. Well, not since birth, but apparently since like the the grandmother took her and started like that's where the fuck did that like that was never explained. Well, you have to, you're just supposed to read about that online that's later. That's what movies like this do. They have fuck that. Oh, well, it's totally alluded to. To Tony, just watch it again. Yeah, yeah, they do talk about it. So yeah, because like it's they tell it in a bit of the story that like the grandmother at the very end, they talk about how the grandmother always wanted a had always wanted a boy, but that she couldn't get her hands on Peter. So you had a real problem with that name tonight, hey? <laughs> she couldn't get her hands on Peter. So what she did instead was put the soul temporarily in Charlie. So Charlie had almost never actually been Charlie. No, okay, I did. Because like that, they talked about how she never cried when she was born, not once, and that the grandmother always fed her, and that she was always holding her. And then they talk about how at the very very end that Charlie is payment because yeah, yeah it's pretty, that's why... pretty intense. Charlie's soul or payment soul went into him at the end when he landed in the in, in the in the garden bed. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Peter's okay. still in there, just like not functional. I thought he was. I I read it like he died when he fell out the window. Oh yeah. I thought I th- either any. I thought it was because they wanted him to get to a point of exhaustion and close to death that the soul could finally go in and take over. I I mean any interpretation is entirely possible at that point. I just assumed he like he died falling out the window and it was fast enough that the, the oh, thing could take I over. That was explained in the movie though. Was it? I don't know. I'll have to look. I, I've only yeah, like, pretty sure they, they they talked about, yeah, they talked I think about wanting him like he needed to be weak enough or whatever okay. that the demon could take him or something. Well, it makes sense. They put him through like or they put him through an emotional tranga like trauma conga line. So like he he took it on the chin like the whole movie. So cuz like, even that scene after uh where like she starts freaking out and screaming at him which is like the last scene that is super tense and makes me super uncomfortable that whole bit i don't know if you guys yeah know. like even just like watching gabriel Byrne try to like not know what to do in that si- in that situation was kind of fun to like interesting to watch because he actually played it really well because he's like i don't know what to do like i'm trying to be supportive of everybody here but I... not yeah and more so well he's son, protecting yeah. his kid because of the paint thinner incident which is interesting because yeah. you gotta wonder which if was weird Colette was doing that because she recognized she was killing payment because like yeah. i assume there was something yeah there was multiple layers to all of that like her weird psychosis and all that kind of stuff so or it's just sloppy storytelling you're out oh, Sam. <laughs> that's fine i'm still gonna <laughs> sure. fucking give my opinion yeah, he's, allowed, sure. he's allowed to give his opinion batman versus superman and, and this fucking movie got a d plus <laughs> cinema score so i'm obviously not the only person that did not enjoy it no he's not and that's something i actually wanted to talk about was because it has a uh, has had a weird polarizing effect where like mainstream horror fans have just not enjoyed this movie for some reason so like its cinema score is super low as rotten tomatoes user score is very low but it's like critically done very well. And I feel like in the mainstream, like anybody else I've seen that's not like a crazy horror aficionado, I'm not trying to 
paint you into a corner, Tim. But anyway, like I enjoyed it. I'm not like a crazy horror nut. I know you guys are not like devout horror people and you enjoyed the movie. So I'm just like, it's weird that there's this like disconnect between, I guess probably because you guys have seen all this stuff done in all the indie horror that you watch. Yeah, that was, I think that that's my theory on it is that like, it was just accessible enough that mainstream audiences could be like, oh, I haven't seen this in a mainstream horror movie before and it creeped me out kind of thing. And the critics felt the same way and it was produced pretty well. So the critics latched onto it. But then you get the actual people like those aren't the people that are necessarily going out in movie theaters to see horror movies. The people that go to movie theaters to see horror movies are horror fans. And yeah, those are the people that that they base the cinema scores off of. It's basically audience reception. And that I think is where the disconnect was is people that are like, genuine horror fans that like actually seek out stuff that was not necessarily like in the mainstream not that like i'm not be like i'm being a snob but i'm not like trying to say like you know you're not a real horror fan unless you're watching indie horror or whatever but i think that's where the just that disconnect comes from is that people that are more have seen this before were just like eh, it was it's been done before elsewhere and better just nobody in the mainstream has seen it. You know, critics haven't seen it. That kind of yeah, thing. but you say it was done before somewhere else and better than where? <sighs> you can fucking make me. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was a quite, my next question. Yep. Was like, could you recommend something that was? I'm going to, man, because I watch I watch a lot of horror films, dude. I watch a lot of indie stuff. <laughs> For me, this was still a good film, regardless of being. I'll figure some stuff now. out. Well, I mean, I watch so much that a lot of it ble- ble- like bleeds together at some point, but. I'll I'll figure some stuff out and make some recommendations for people maybe when we post the episode. I think we have to Thanks. also take into consideration that this was marketed as a horror film because they wanted people to come in thinking it was a horror film. It wouldn't have the same impact if they were like, this is a family a story about family tragedy. Like, it was supposed to be marketed to make tense all the time because you're waiting for what's horrifying beyond the family itself, which I think is kind of interesting. Like, it's, it's not a horror film stereotypically until the last 10 minutes you know like we get that creepy naked dude standing in the corner Tony Collette crawling on walls and you know uh, Gabriel Brynn all of a sudden being on fire and it's just like oh okay now it's a horror movie the movie itself really has burned. like dissociative identity disorder <laughs> I think that was see when you started talking about that like with the story being disjointed I'm like I think that was partially yeah. intentional like I'm convinced that had to be intentional to kind of like or, or the writer had a schizophrenic break halfway through writing. Well, the, the writer, the writer is <laughs> no. actually the director, so like yeah, it's the same guy. He did the whole thing. I'm sure his plan. So no, I'm sure like, like from what I understand, like he was writing it with all the mental illness stuff in mind. I'm sure the plan was to like, like to me anyway, as a mental illness like sufferer, quasi whatever yeah. you want to say. Like there were bits and pieces of it that made me feel like that felt familiar to mental states. You know what I mean? So like it did a good job of like putting other people into a mental state that is not like well, the normal. I don't one. think they ever trivialized it. No, there's that's, also that. Trivialized so. Which aspect? Of like mental illness. Mm-hmm. They never, it was never really a joke or anything like I that. I think ultimately it, it was treated seriously. <clears throat> I, I don't think it trivialized it, but I would argue that it stigmatizes mental illness for the purpose of entertainment. Like you come out of this thinking like, man, somebody that has dissociative identity disorder is fucking dangerous and is going to try and kill their entire family. Yeah, but that's, that's been used in so many horror tropes so many times. Yeah, and yeah. it's never okay. I'm not sure that this came out in the same way. I think that it's it doesn't trivialize mental illness in that it showed what mental illness can do to a family with a horror element that was very much, at the end, shown to be an actual demon. 
So if it had just all been in Annie's head, kind of like they sort of, they did the same thing with the Babadook. Like, was it all in her head? Was it real? And in the end, they show that the Babadook was real. It's that idea of like, are you watching a woman and her children partner suffering because of mental illness? Or are you watching them suffer and you think it's mental illness, but the real, the actual monster is an actual monster. So this cannot be blamed on mental illness. It's blamed on the monster. I think it would have made a better movie if ultimately that was the horror of it was that all of this shit was in Annie's fucking head and she was projecting and like she killed her husband thinking that he, you know, because like she threw the thing in the fire and then she set him on fire kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like she tried to do with the kids earlier. Like that would have been a much more compelling movie for me and a lot less disjointed of a movie for me than this tacked on 15 minute like oh there's an actual demon and he's trying to possess her and there's this woman and she helped him and grandmother was always part of coven etc etc i think you're missing kind of the point with joan too though we haven't even talked about joan because joan was the catalyst that all of this continued because once charlie had passed away life could have gone back to normal you know like not normal but Annie might have recovered had she kept going to the grief group and like actually sought help in a, you know, less spiritually like fucked up way. Like Joan drove this woman to have a seance, to say all these like crazy words. And as soon as they realized that like they'd done this thing that was invited into their house, it wasn't about mental illness anymore. It was about the fact that this woman had tricked someone who was grieving, who was vulnerable into um you know being played and being made a sacrifice because of her vulnerability the only thing i want to argue with you on that point is that, like the support group was all the cult members if you actually look yeah. at them oh was it really yeah when you go back and watch it a second time you can see it's all the old people for they're at the end oh of the shit so they were they were doomed from the start it was basically like they're fucked from the start okay. yeah they were playing her yeah. that's why the lady went out by herself and uh, got her in. Uh, yeah, because the whole thing was planned for that. Yeah. 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 And with while we're talking about that, were you guys like, did you enjoy Ann Dowd's performance? Um, I thought there were points Jones. when it was quite good. I liked the fact that she was like constantly invading her personal space. Like that was yeah. the one thing I noticed. She's always touching her or like that shit felt like fucking amateur hour to me. That felt like I was yeah. watching a shitty improv troupe. Hey. Really? Yeah. No, like that. See, with the, I'm not saying <laughs> you're a good improv. Probably the weakest part. Like of that's you. that's what you see when you see like weak like amateur theater is people like overacting and like touching people a lot and that sort of thing. And she yeah. probably was the weakest part of the whole film, though. Like, yeah, it, it felt off with her. But I think, I think part of it was yeah, part of it was intentional was, too, like to make sure you knew that she was not errors or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like you're not supposed to trust her. I don't think. Like, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't trust her. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, we've kind of griped. I want to kind of let Tim go for a second because... You want me... Uh, like, there were, was shit that I liked. Did you have stuff you liked? What did you like? Yeah. You guys already mentioned it, but I, I did think that Millie Shapiro, the g- girl that played Charlie, was excellent. I wish that she'd been around longer because, like, she... Like, as basic... And this is part of this, partially the story, but, like, as soon as she left it, I was pretty much lost. Like, not lost necessarily, like, <laughs> but lost, like, it movie lost me i wasn't really into it after that now did you watch the trailer before you watched the movie no i don't (laughs) okay i don't think i'd seen the trailer okay because the the trailer like i'd watched it after i watched the movie and the trailer paints the movie as a completely different story 
Like it's really weird. It does. Like it's very strange. Like it's a really weird decision they made to put that trailer out with this movie. Um, I mean, her death, that was the like I said, that was the one sequence that got to me. Like it it had me tense. It yeah. had me like edge of my seat kind of thing. And I think it was just because it was pretty believable. You could empathize with that situation and like imagine how fucking traumatic that would be. So that got me. And I think that again, like if they'd stuck I, I liked the the bend on the movie where the horror of the movie is Annie taking her own bullshit issues and her mental breakdown out on her family and like and pushing her daughter aside that has social issues and her inability to cope with the loss and stuff like that like that was pretty compelling to me although this is getting a little into griping I thought I thought Tony Collette's was a little over the top at times but that's probably that's just personal taste and I I liked that they actually did use a real demon. Paimon is an actual like yeah. legendary demon. That was that was a nice touch. Yeah. Nice. Did we miss anything that anybody else liked? And then I can let Tim. I want to let Tim cut loose for a second because I feel like he's pent <laughs> up here. I thought the portrayal of losing a kid was like Tim was saying, heartbreakingly real. Yeah. And that the screaming of "I just want to die! I just want to die!" and like the father just holding her and not knowing how to function like because he's at grieving too but he has to take care of this woman who's losing her like mind over the pain of like just seeing her kid who she's never felt this like connection to just like screaming like i mean it's that guttural pain that you hear in a person's voice when they're grieving it's insane that felt put on to me. And I don't know if it was because like, she didn't really have that connection with him. Like, I guess there's multiple ways to read that sort of breakdown. Like it, whether it's like her more pitying herself than the loss of her child kind of thing, because she's obviously a fucking selfish person. Or if she was like genuinely like that broken up about it or what. I think it was also the fact that she was finally releasing all these other people in her life who had died too. But this was like, Remember when she's like, is it weird I'm not crying? Yeah, that she hadn't processed the other stuff yet. Maybe. Yeah, like yeah. her brother who had committed suicide, her dad who had died mysteriously, her mother who had just died and she never knew. And then like she found this note from her. And the fact that like she's acting totally fine when she's working on her miniatures, but all of her miniatures are so twisted and fucked up. So when she loses this kid who she's, again, she pushed to go to the party and like called her an idiot like mere hours before and like was angry with like it was a catalyst for her just having nothing left no bound like no borders nothing she was just destroyed nice all right uh let's move on to do you have anything else mark before you well you've been quiet so no i I, a lot of the points that you guys have made i'm I'm pretty much in agreement with and i really liked the uh the choice of demon that they use for this it's just creepy and yeah, it's a it's a it's a real demon based off a real demon, I should say. Very cool. I just like the little part, uh, little points where they 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 just snuck him in there to show that he was around. There's a lot of cool little like hints to everything. Like if you go back and rewatch it, like it does bear a rewatch just to like see the hints that they drop through the movie. Like I rewatched it yesterday. There's a lot of foreshadowing in it. Yeah, there's a lot of cool like little hints and foreshadowing go, that go out throughout it that I thought was like production wise like this movie really worked for me. Like I thought the cinematography was great. I liked the way they like the set design and all that kind of stuff with with the miniatures. Like we talked about that. I, that was really cool. Yeah, um, I'll agree with that. Like all that kind of stuff. Like everything looked good. The soundtrack we haven't talked about. Like, the soundtrack was fucking fantastic. Yes. Like that was part of the reason why it caused so much tension was the way 
it was scored. It's minors yeah. in tonality. Yeah. To, to the point where there were scenes where like I found myself thinking like this scene isn't that creepy, but they're just putting this music over it and making yeah. it feel creepier than it is kind of thing. Like they're making it more menacing. A buddy of mine in film school told me that 90% of the movie is actually the soundtrack and how it yeah. paces and gives atmosphere to the entire film. Uh, you watch half the shit that we watch without the soundtrack, it'd probably be pretty awful or it wouldn't have the same effect. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting, like it was such a different kind of, like I've never heard a score. Like it actually, well, I mean, it kind of reminded me of like the, the Joker theme from the Dark Knight, where it was just like a long, like string, like a tone kind of yeah. thing that went on. But yeah, like I they never heard it score a movie the way this scored the movie. So I thought it was very effective. And I had all cranked up on my system. It's like there's a lot of like interesting subsonic stuff going on in the in the background of it on the Blu-ray. So worth cranking up on a good sound system too. To yeah, I found like I'm I I watched it on my like computer and like I have like an old pretty old like five one system. Like yeah. And so, like, the bass on it, like, there was really heavy bass in a lot of it, and it was, like, rattling my sub, and I, f- yeah. I, I did feel like, by the end, I probably should have watched it on, like, the big TV, but it's, that wasn't how I started watching it, so I just stuck with how I started it. <laughs> Fair. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to gripes and uh, let, let Tim have his moment to uh, <laughs> air his grievances, I guess, because I'm assuming he's got... Notes. Some of it I some of it I've already got out in the discussion where it just it did just feel disjointed to me like it felt like they were trying to do about three different things for it and none of them really got to where I would have wanted them to get to. I kept waiting for some logic to what was happening. Like I I know it's a horror movie but like a good horror movie still has some fucking internal logic to it and this never really achieved that for me. What was finally presented at the end like where is like oh no there is an actual demon like it felt hurried, it felt lazy, it didn't really fit in with the rest of the movie. Like I said, I would have, pro- this movie probably would have like gone up, you know, two or three points out of ten for me if they just stuck to Annie's like mental breakdown being everything. Like being all of the, uh, you know, delusions and stuff like that. And her, in the end, like having some split personality or dissociative identity that is the one that's killing everything. Killing. See, everything. I feel like I've seen that enough times that like that's not as interesting to me anymore like i feel like that's a movie that like happens a lot where it's like like somebody's going crazy like that's horror now is basically like somebody goes crazy and there's no real monster so like i was fine with it i did kind of like sorry i just wanted to like finish but like the i when i first watched it that last 15 minutes i was like what the fuck just happened like was that like it didn't i wasn't sure if it felt earned at that point when i first watched it i was like what the fuck's going on like he's on fire and she's a demon. What? What happened? Like, cause it just goes from like zero to like a hundred pretty quick. And it's like, whoa, yeah. what happened? I th- I feel like every time you were having that feeling, I was probably rolling my eyes at it. Probably. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like it did, there was like that sequence. Like I enjoyed that sequence, but I'm like, it did feel a little disconnected from what was going on in the main part of the movie until I, and I guess, yeah. And I, I, I heard you griping about it. And I, cause I had to go back and kind of like hit TV tropes and kind of figure out, watch it again, put it all together to figure out what exactly happened. But yeah, the end definitely to me was like, okay, that's jarring, I guess. So Yeah. And there was just in that, there was too much stuff for me that didn't really fit in with that final explanation of like the possession and everything. Like I, I don't really ever get why Annie started like fucking walking on walls and shit like that. Like they never really say now she's possessed or whatever. And so 
I mean, but the thing is, I don't think they 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 needed to show that she was possessed because I think she was possessed for a long time. It was just she was fighting with herself about it, and at the end, she just finally gave up herself and sort of became this demon. Yeah, yeah, that was one. Like, I kind of agree with Tim. Like, I was a little nebulous on what happened there. Like, where her well, Charlie Hawk? Like, because one second she's Sorry. standing there, yeah, but like one second she's standing there begging. I was gonna call him Gabriel Burns Stephen, I believe is the, the husband's name. Yeah, the husband, so like yeah. to throw the the thing in the fire, and then the next thing you know, like like he's dead, he's on fire, and the son walks in or wakes up. I guess it's, he wakes up, and she's climbing on the walls. And I was like, that's weird. How like, did we that? Yeah. yeah, like that. It, but it's the same. Like that's the same jump, right? Like, it's that sequence where you get into that part. I was like, okay, we've we've made a logical jump that I didn't follow at first. Like I had to go and like figure it out. So well, at that point, yeah. she realizes. Yeah. And I think that that's just sloppy storytelling. Oh. And I mean, it's he's a pretty he's a pretty new writer and director. So I mean, I guess I can forgive that a little bit. I, but I, I still don't agree that it's sloppy, Tim. Like, I think after Charlie died, she's been wrangling. Well, that's with the, the beauty of opinions is that every. Person... <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> I just don't think. Uh, Sorry. If you watched it again, you could sort of see once Charlie passes away, she's fighting with herself all the time to show that you know that there is a demon inside of her. And then at the end, when she realizes that it's corresponding to her when she throws the book in, when she, when the book's finally thrown and it burns Gabriel Byrne, I think that's the point where she realizes that she's fucked. She's a demon. It may just be that I'm projecting and that I wanted it to be Annie the whole time, like just Annie's fucking psychotic break. And so I, I remained blind to that yeah. just subconsciously or whatever. That's but right. that's, you know a valid way to read it i think i think too sorry the the spirit was wandering because it was attached to the family and it had always been it was loose in the house right yeah it was loose in the house once they'd conjured it yeah because they did the seance yeah so the thing was absolutely loose and attaching itself to various things so when she first threw the book in the fire i think that that was more of a warning you know and like sure she'd poured paint thinner on it so it caught a lot faster. But I think it was the idea that it wasn't going to take anyone but Peter. Like, because the dad wasn't involved. He's not in the blood lineage. So he never had a chance. Yeah. No, it always had to be the son. Yeah. Like, it always had to be the son. So I think that in that situation, it was like, again, it, that little element of suspending disbelief in that you kind of had to believe that the spirit always was going to be present and was always going to be peter and it was always going to do whatever it could to be to take peter so it was just really the only reason it had been putting off annie was because it wasn't the right time it wasn't the right night yet and it had all been planned from the beginning like they had all known that these people were going to die and so they were waiting until this final night because of the timing and the moon and all of this other shit that was going on so really they just had a set. We, as the audience, also just had a semblance of a timeline because of what we were projecting onto it. But really, none of this, they had no control. If it was the group from the beginning and like this had been planned from years and years and years and years before, before Charlie was born, after Peter was born, um, after the son committed suicide, like this was, they never had any say. There was a timeline, and that timeline was going to be reached no matter what. So, Christy, here's my story for you. You said on our episode a couple weeks ago that you like reading synopses and explanations of horror movies. Yeah. Have you read Have you read those for Hereditary after having watched it? No, not after not after having watched it. No, 
No, really. Had you watched? Had you watched some before? Read some before you watched it? I about a year ago read one way way back, but I remembered nothing about it. I went into. I'm wondering how much subconsciously you're pulling from that here and imposing that on the story, rather than if you'd watched it completely clean, how much of that you would have gotten, and you might have gotten all of it. I'm just, this is just me theorizing. Well, my thought about it is this. With a movie like Hereditary and really any horror movie, I think what it comes down to is the takeaway that you have is totally based on your own need to logic the movie. Because a lot of horror movies do not have a lot of logic. Mm, I'll disagree with that. The mainstream ones you're talking about don't always have a logical flow. I think they have their own internal consistency that is usually spelled out at some point, whether it's, you know, completely blatant or in subtext or something like that. And I don't think that internal logic was spelled out well in this movie. That is one of my main issues. I think it was when Annie started seeing the photos. When you came through the photo album and you saw the miniatures of the grandmother with her boob out and you saw like the the message from the mother saying like i'm so sorry i couldn't tell you more annie it will all make sense like you're given these hints that something greater is coming that has been planned <laughs> so i think that it's that i don't think it it didn't work for i me. think it didn't work for you tim because i think 15 minutes into that movie you were ready to not like it and so you watched rolling your eyes and didn't want to get invested in it because you didn't like it and you didn't let yourself enjoy it because it hit tropes that you didn't like but i think that you denied yourself an experience by rolling your eyes at it i think you missed a lot of the subtleties because you were rolling your eyes and being like "Ugh, i have to keep watching this uh, i mean i feel like i watched it with a pretty open mind like i wanted to like this movie like there have been it's yeah not like that i take that it, it's not i would not say that i go into like mainstream horror movies like cynically or anything like that i would say that i generally go into them with an open mind the the one issue that might have affected me here is is the level of hype that there was for it. We talk about this. You hate hype. Uh, I just, I think that, yeah, I don't, I don't hate hype, but I feel like I would rather go into a movie fresh than like, you know, go in feeling like, oh, all the fucking media or all of trailers and stuff make this look like the best fucking movie ever. So no, I went in expecting the hype. Like I heard all the reviews and just said it was like a good mainstream horror movie. And I went in yeah. watching it and I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. So I guess it worked on me. So no accounting for taste. No, that's true. You are a big Weezer fan. So, I mean, we can't hold that against you. <laughs> I like Weezer. I know, it's fine. I like Weezer too. He's just trolling me. Yeah, basically. He's been trolling us all night, so I gotta get one back on him at the end. So there you go. All right. So that was a spirited discussion. Let's uh let's wrap this thing up. So let's go around and give it like a little uh little last thoughts. And if you have anything else you want to say, and then maybe give it a little review, like a little like review, like a star rating or whatever you want to do. However we do things. We'll start uh at a ten. Usually at a 10. Usually at a ten. We'll start with we'll start with Mark. Other Mark. I'd say it's a good solid uh, a solid seven it's good it, i think it pushes enough uh things in the right direction i think it's gonna be lost on a few people and i think i think it's just pretty solid overall nice i don't think it was lost on tim i think that tim just isn't interested in the same way we are oh, i wasn't saying him just on other people mm. christy closing thoughts hereditary is not a horror movie about anything supernatural until the last 
15 minutes, and then the second time you watch it, it's a horror movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I completely agree with that sentiment. I basically felt like I had to watch it twice. Yeah, I I don't know if I would watch it again anytime soon. I think I would watch it again in maybe six to eight months if I really wanted to. I agree with the solid seven overall for performance. I would give it an 8.5 out of performances because I thought that there were some pretty moving and intense things going on there. But overall, solid seven, 7.5, I think that I, I kind of agree with I really Tim. Higher rating for no, you guys I, based on the I, glowing praise. I think oh, that seven's, seven's, seven's more than a pass. It's enjoyable. B minus. <laughs> I think that I give it a 7.5 because even though I talk about the ending, I still agree that I think it would have been more powerful had it not been a demon. It would have been interesting if like it was actually maybe the mother all along or there was some sort of like more heavy handed like processing behind it besides relying on the trope of a demon that i agree with i wasn't i wasn't huge on that but i think that they made do and made like a decent ending for going that route my only thing would have been i would have gone more demony early on probably See, early if they'd gone more at it more early on yeah and i probably yeah i i think i would have been okay either yeah. way I, either the way you guys are describing i would have yeah. enjoyed it a lot more so i feel like i feel like it worked for me more like the supernatural thing works like horror wise on me more than like the psychological stuff. So like that is scary. like the image of her bashing her head against the fucking ceiling has stuck with me. Yeah, that was nuts. basically yeah. f- since I watched the movie the first time. So like that's kind of my review of the movie. Is it like if a horror movie sticks with me past like the first night I watched it, I think it's a good horror movie. So that's kind of where I was at with it. It stuck with me well after I finished watching it, which usually doesn't happen. Yeah. So like for me, like, and, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I will. I will agree with Tim that I think that in one way it just it didn't commit enough one way or the other for the first two thirds of the movie. Last third of the movie, I think it committed. But because we'd been kind of lost about whether or not it was happening in the first two thirds, it was a hard sell. It was a harder sell. All right. Yeah. So my review is basically like, I gave it an eight and a half. I enjoyed it okay. and I recommend it, especially in the season because it's creepy as fuck. So there you go. And uh, Tim, what about you? Going between like, I'm stuck between like five or six. So I guess I'll say like five and a half out of 10. And it's just, it produ- it's produced well. There are, like you said, there are sections of it that are really well done, but it just doesn't hang together overall for me. It just felt disjointed. It just felt like it, it just felt schizophrenic and not in a good way. I think the more that you guys are discussing now, like that you need to watch it a second time. The only movie where that gimmick has ever really worked for me is fight club. And any other time past that, I'm like, no, if you're going to pull this shit with me where it's like, it was something different the whole time, then I'm just going to think it's a gimmick. And I think that might be kind of the case here. And that's what's really detracting from it for me. But yeah, I mean, I don't believe the hype. (laughs) I'll, I'll play into that. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So we're going to do, that's the end of that. We're going to move on to geek cred and then we're going to get the fuck out of here because it's late. Uh, so we'll start geek cred with, I don't know. We'll start with Mark. So we need to make a geeky recommendation for our listeners this week. So recommend something that you've been enjoying the last little while. Oh, well, I made Christy watch it right after Hereditary because she needed something <laughs> to shake off Hereditary. Um, so we watched Monster Squad. Oh, nice. Good movie. Uh, class. Good movie. It was, a good, it was a good total opposite. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, my God, guys. I wish we could watch that and we could break it down. It's there's You want to talk about plot holes? We watch Monster Squad. <laughs> well, oh, 
And Dracula loves dynamite. Oh my god, Dracula <laughs> loves dynamite, guys. <laughs> so is that your geek cred too, Christy? Or... Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Dracula loves dynamite. Guys, in this movie, Dracula uses his magic to light the wick of the dynamite with a fire, but doesn't actually light fires. He just lights wicks of dynamite. It's like it's... <laughs> I think you guys are all missing out on the most important part of that movie. Wolfman's, Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman has nards. There it is. <laughs> Wolfman does have nards. You know who also had? It was like a bulbous penis on half bat, half Dracula. <gasps> if you look, there's like a like there's like a dickhead. If that's what you're looking for, I guess, Christy. Yeah, basically. No, no. It's like, it's so apparent when you watch it. All right. I'll take your word he for it. I think, I think I you're like, projecting, There's a Mark. dick there. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this anymore. So bad penis fantasies on the Monster Squad. I'm gonna find me. No other mark. Other mark. All right, there <laughs> it is. All right, Tim Geek Red. Based in part on uh, Mark's recommendation, I started watching the uh, Exorcist TV series, and the first season especially is pretty fucking solid. It goes really. It it really builds upon like the whole like Reagan Pazuzu scares the shit out of Mark thing. Yep. <laughs> so good show though. Good show. I enjoyed. Yeah. Show. I mean, I'm I'm about eight episodes through the second season now, and I hate to say it, but I can see why it got canceled. Like it's still. Oh yeah. It's still all right, but it's nowhere near the level that the first season was. But yeah, the first season of The Exorcist. Um, and it's ni- the nice thing is that first season is pretty self-contained, so you could just watch yeah. that first season and walk away and not bother with the second season. Yeah, especially if you watch it as kind of a continuation of the movie. Yeah, yeah, you sort of have to. Movie. I just started yeah, watching. It picks the movie. up with a lot of the same characters and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So go watch that first season of The Exorcist. It's a really good, really good Halloween watch. Yeah, it's on Netflix in Canada and, right and now. A, and a fucking proper example of a possession story. All right, soapbox. <laughs> what did you say, my my mark? Oh, I just watched. I started watching that, and um, I'm liking it, but I don't think I like it as much as you guys. How far along are you? They just exercised the girl, and now Gina Davis is going all like crazy. Okay, so you at least know that Gina Davis is Reagan at this yeah. point. Oh yeah, yeah. And I like that they're trying to tie it in, but I don't find it as creepy. And I actually find um... wait, wait, wait. Gina Davis is Reagan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's basically like grown up. Spoilers. Sorry. Has like re has yeah. I don't. You're probably never gonna watch it. So. Uh, I yeah. would have watched it. There was a priest getting all freaky with a lady. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Actually, there is. That continues yeah. in the second season, too. Yeah. She's pretty, too. No, it doesn't. Uh, Don't say yeah, that. No, 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 no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's cool. Mikey cred. That's cool. Nice. Mikey cred. I'm not going to recommend the Anne Rice novel to anybody. I've been listening to the new, the most recent St. Vincent album, uh, Mass Seduction, a lot lately. Yeah. So I'll recommend that. Go snag that on Spotify. You can grab it on Spotify. It's fucking... Like, like I've been listening to it since it came out, but like the, this past week or two, it's been kind of stuck on my playlist regularly. So yeah, Mass Seduction by St. Vincent. Go listen to that. I love St. Vincent, but I can never get past her like technophobia kind of thing. Like that is always a little like sticks in my craw a little bit, but that album in general is really fucking solid and just super catchy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I just like her stuff. I've liked all, all, most of her stuff since, uh, it's just like the whole, well, at least the last like two or three yeah, albums. It's just the whole, like, she's very like anti entertainment and anti like mass media kind of thing. And yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Uh, so I guess we're kind of done. You guys got anything else you want to talk about before we get the fuck out of here? Nope. I think I've rambled enough. We just tonight. pipe up our next movie next week. Yeah. Right. So 
Next week's episode will be hosted by Tim, and we will be watching... I get my revenge. You are watching Pontypool, uh, which is a weirdo Canadian indie horror movie that uh, is pretty fucking weird and high concept. And I pretty much made them watch it just because I felt like I needed to rewatch it because, like... I didn't wasn't really sure what I thought of, and maybe this is me contradicting myself. What I really thought of it the first time. <laughs> but we can all Fair. have our we can all have our con- walking contradictions. I'm uh, I'm excited to watch it because uh, I like Bruce McDonald a lot, so that's going to be I'm yes, interested Bruce to get McDonald into that one. It, uh, so. Who also did uh, directed Hardcore Logo, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is amazing, like one of my favorite movies of all time. So great Canadian filmmaker. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Mark, for joining us to discuss Hereditary tonight. That was a good time. You can go vote on our poll for the Halloween episode where we have three movies up that we've picked and put up for you guys to vote on. So I think right now, last time I checked, I was still in the lead. Yeah, you got a healthy few votes on both. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, American Werewolf in London is my pick. Uh, Tim's pick was Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, and Christie's was Ernest. Scared stupid. Is it Ernest? Stupid. Scared stupid. They got another it. vote today. Did it? <laughs> Probably somebody feeling from Christie's. Yeah, this is Christie's only incentive to invite her friends to like the podcast is so that they'll be <laughs> Ernest scared stupid. Michael's actually got his own really great podcast where he talks about. Oh man, sorry. I just realized our likes are six 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 right now. <laughs> On Facebook oh, on Facebook, are they? Nice. Yeah. Take a, somebody screen grab that because I need it. Michael Howie <laughs> has his own wonderful podcast that I I really should, I guess, pitch. Not I guess, but like his his podcast is called. I feel like he had a name change recently. Oh no, what's it called? Defender Radio, Defender Radio podcast, and uh, it's all about like animal rights and environmental issues. And he's he's a really 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 cool dude. And does he has the best voice? So like, if you're looking for something a little more highbrow to listen to he's awesome but not till you're done listening to us obviously so good obviously all right guys please like share comment on our facebook page facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast you can also follow us on twitter at drd underscore podcast or if you want to email us you can do so at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com if you haven't already please subscribe and review on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher or wherever you get your podcast from this has been Dance Robot Dance, episode 116. I'm Mark. I've been here with Tim. Carry an EpiPen and don't stick your head out the window. <laughs> there it is. Christy. Eh. Bye. Mark. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up The Witcher earlier. I have to hear about it now. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right. I'm so, bad. so now I'm just going to sit here until they stop talking and I can stop. Oh, talking. man. I can uh, vote for mine like multiple times. No, that's cheating. Yes! Yeah, you can't <laughs> I wish that, yeah, I don't think there's a way to log votes. No, you're right. I actually, I can't. I'm not able to, actually. Good. But it looks like I have three votes now. I think my voice just changed, apparently. I have three votes. <laughs> We're all excited for you. Ernest scared stupid. I hope it wins. Vote for me! <laughs> if you have any self-respect, don't. <laughs> vote! <laughs> this about respect. This is about the best episode. And the best episode is our oh scared stupid. I, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go ahead and concede my uh loss now. I'm gonna say that if you if you're gonna vote for either Nightmare on Elm Street or American Werewolf, definitely vote American Werewolf because ah! it's, it's gonna split the vote. I'm I don't wanna be the fucking like third party spoiler in this. I would <laughs> American Werewolf. Ah, let's do it. The fucking Come on, guys. I'm disappointed. Where 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 the, the hell where the hell is Evil Dead 2? 
Uh, yeah, I, that was on it was show. on my list. Yeah, it was on my list too. We'll probably do it. We'll do it next year, probably. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs>